Tarek Skubal shoved. The Detroit Tigers won five to nothing. They've won six of their last eight. And they just took a five-game set from the Minnesota Twins. All today on Locked On Tigers. You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What the heck is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's including YouTube. And that's all including the Detroit Tigers on a heater. Let's ride, baby. That didn't even make sense. I don't care. What a win. That's what I'm that's what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's a ball game. That's a ball game. Five nothing shutout against the Minnesota Twins. You officially have won the series. I guess I said took a five game series. We didn't sweep them. I, I'm not I, I don't have that bad of a memory. I, I'm aware that we lost the game. Uh, but you officially win a series. Even if you drop game five, you won a five game set against the team that is atop your division. That is good. That, that is, that is good. And you set yourself up where you're in a position to take four of five from the Minnesota twins, the team at the top of the AL central. Tarek Skubal in game four is a cheat code. That's not fair. It shouldn't be allowed, but thankfully it is. You you shouldn't just have an automatic win in a five-game series. You really shouldn't. But here we are, just allowed to do it. What what a great what a great league, what a great place to be. Scooby was on one. And, and the crazy thing is he, he's been on one, right? We've all known that. This isn't news to any of us. But it's nice to see him slowly start getting the national recognition that he has long deserved since start one of this season. He's been incredible all year. That's what I'm talking about. That that was such an impressive win. The bats woke up. We were swinging hot sticks. That was fantastic. Fantastic baseball. We had one error. We had a throwing error. It could have been scooped. It wasn't. Whatever. Who cares? Will Vest is that dude. Just shut the door in the ninth, even with it. Just, golly. The approach of the plate offensively was beautiful. The pitch mix and the approach on the mound from all of our pitchers. Joe Jimenez looked lethal. Will Vest looked great in his first game back. Tarek Skubal is the ace of this team. He's the man. All of it. Everything looked great. This is one of the all-around best performances of the year. And, and you know, we, we still did have an error in there. But I, I thought the defense looked really solid. And, and compared to the other games we've played this season, there's not a whole lot of just fantastic ball games in there. At least definitely before eight games ago. 
And now we're here. Let's go. Rile me up, baby. That's that's a ball game. That's a ball game. Golly. I love this team, man. Dang. What what a what a great win. What a great win. Great win. I'm gonna say that probably 50 more times. I'm sorry. But I I'm 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 amped, baby. I'm amped, dog. Gosh. So let let's start with the offense, because the offense was I, I thought really impressive in this game. A lot of extra base hits, getting under the ball, driving the ball deep to, to, to the warning track, even if it was a flyout, deep into triples alley in there at, at the out-of-town scoreboard. It, 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 it just, you, you don't need to hit home runs necessarily, but you do need to hit more than singles. We've been talking about this all year. You can't win ball games in 2022 with only singles. And we didn't even draw any walks. We drew zero walks this game. And yet, I loved the offensive approach. That's a rarity for me, as we know. We we all know my my love and and, and passion for walks for base on balls. But I I really did like the approach at the plate. Willie Castro, man, what the heck? Willie Castro just can't stop. Hitting's on another heater. Keep playing him. Lead off, you know, is is a is a take for sure. But I, I mean, he went two for four, scored two runs. Beautiful, sat back on a curveball, drove it down the right field line for a double to to lead off the ball game. Beautiful at bat, beautiful piece of hitting there. Put the ball in play all night. Didn't strike out once. I mean, why not? Kids betting 273. Why not, man? Why not? Again, I, I don't think that's a long-term leadoff option. You know, when everybody's healthy and, and back and everything. I, I'm not sure Willie Castro's a, a long-term leadoff option. But at, at the present moment, he went from on a heater, not on a big cold streak where I was like, yo, we probably shouldn't be playing this dude anymore. And now he's on a little bit of a heater again in the last five or six games. Why not? You, not even why not. You should be throwing him in the lineup every night. You should. A, you're too thin. You got a ton of injuries. You, you got to fill him with somebody. Will, Willie at least has that, right? Like he, he is he's someone that, that can fill in for injuries or if someone needs a day off. He can play a few different positions. I know everybody likes to rag on him for his defense. It's not really great anywhere, but – especially in the corner outfield, you can kind of quote-unquote hide him in the corner outfield and, and he can fill in and give you some decent at-bats and, and get on some hot streaks. And I know, you know, the BABIP, the, the batting average ball in play, like, oh, he, he's lucky, whatever. I, who cares? The offense has been putrid all season. It is June 2nd. Play the dudes that are hitting. It shouldn't be that controversial. And yet, within this fan base, everything has to be. Play the dudes that are hitting. At this present moment, he's hitting. Like I said, leadoff's a hot take, for sure. But he went two for four tonight in the leadoff spot. Not going to get any complaints out of me. Hitting Harold. Two for three with two ribbies. A double. He He's... He just, he can't stop hitting. You just can't stop Harold Castro, baby. 
He's on an absolute bender. His OPS on the year is up to 860. He's on a huge heater. Harold and Willie Castro. Willie batting leadoff, Harold batting two. In a game that we won five to nothing and had a, a really solid offensive performance in a season when we have not had very many of those. In June, Willie and Harold leading off. And I think, I, I can't remember, I tweeted out something about, like, oh, uh, like Willie Castro and Harold Castro batting one, two, just as everybody predicted uh, on opening day as, like, obvious sarcasm. And I can't remember who said it. Uh, I'm very sorry. I, I like to give people credit, um, but I, I can't remember who replied to me. But one of one of my uh, one of my followers replied and said, "I think the crazier part is that like nobody's like should be mad about it, right?" And like that that's facts. Like that's like the offense has been has been brutal. And those two dudes, love them or hate them, Babip or not, don't care. They've been hitting, and the rest of the team hasn't. So there they are at one two. And in this game combined, they went four for seven with two RBIs. How can you be pissed off at at Willie and Harold going one-two when they go four for seven with three runs scored and, and two RBIs and only one strikeout? You'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday, maybe even three times. If you're if you're feeling a little good about yourself on that and that on that Sunday, you know what I'm saying. All right, we'll get into the rest of the offense and the pitching and everything else. Uh, but first, I got to tell you about our friends over at RockAuto.com. This episode is brought to you by RockAuto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer? choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more from the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It just does not make sense. Rock Auto is a family business. You're serving do-it-yourself, do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Leave everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. Before we go any further, I do have to let you know that we have an important favor to ask of you, the listener. We have put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you to make your favorite Locked on podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked on Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Take your So, to take our audience survey, that's the word, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help and participation. Go win, uh, go win that $100. That's, that's a few Tiger games in there. All right. 
We're, we're, we're back, baby. We're back. Segment two here at Locked On Tigers. Um, the, the Detroit Tigers, are they back? People are asking. People are legitimately asking. They're starting to kind of ask around. Are the Tigers back? That That's pretty subjective. I think that's kind of your own call. But I'll be darned if, uh, if winning a five-game or against the first team in the division and winning six of your last eight ain't, ain't a little nice. Feels good. Feels good, don't it? Let's wrap up the offense here because there was some more performances that kind of stuck out to me. First off, Miguel Cabrera just keeps on hitting, baby. I I know he only had one hit in this one, uh, but all of his at-bats look really good. He swung at one curveball that was like two miles out of the strike zone. Besides that, he just looks good at the plate. And it is a lot of singles, and the slugging percentage isn't what it used to be. Um, but I mean, if he ends the season with a 390 slug, which is what it is after this game, I'll, I mean, I'll take it with a batting average. If he continues to push 300, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, we'll take that every day of the week, baby. We'll take that every day of the week. So he, he looks really, really good at the plate. Uh, Torkelson did go over with two strikeouts. Uh, this doesn't bother me at all. I, I think in the last two weeks, his at bats have looked so significantly better that, like, I'm really cool with it. His OPS is up to 635. His on-base percentage is 307, even with a batting average of 200. If he can maintain a 100-point gap in between his OBP and batting average and raise the batting average to even 230 as a rookie with power, I, I mean, you're talking about a dude that that's going to be really lethal at the plate. Really lethal. His barrel control specifically... I think has improved so much over the last like eight to 10 games, really noticeable in, in this series, uh, obviously, you know, six hits in two games or whatever he had earlier on in, in this one. But um, it, it, the barrel control is, is noticeable. You know, he, he always tries to put the barrel on the ball and, and you can tell right with his swing and with his mechanics and, and his follow through and everything. That is the main goal. And he's very precise about it. And that's why he's so good at taking pitches out of the strike zone already. And, and I just think that the ball's in the zone. He has gotten, he's still working on the timing a little bit. There's still, you know, a little bit late on some fastballs that he should be driving. But if it's, if it's a heater low, like watch out. And if it's a heater middle or up, those are the timings that, that he's still working on. So steps in the right direction. Batting average, finally, it's at exactly 200 after this game. But finally, looking a little nicer. But the big thing for me is an on-base percentage of 307, even with that low of a batting average. Beautiful. Uh, Cody Clemens goes 0 for again, 0 for 3 on this one. He did have the walk in, well, as you're listening to this, two days ago in his debut game, he did have the walk. Uh, I, I really like his his stance is very clearly meant for power. And I just I like watching him hit. And they'll come. It'll come around. He'll 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 hit the he'll hit the ball. He'll hit the rock a little bit. He's uh, he's nice with the bat, but um, off to a slow start. Whatever. We're two games into his career. Not a big deal. Also, not no strikeouts in this game. Like he he drove the ball to right field once. He had a pop out to right field as well. But he drove the ball pretty nice to right field at one point. Uh, kind of a, a pump fake first career home run. But um, yeah, I, I think I don't think he looks overmatched or like not ready for the moment, I guess is my point. He looks solid there at the dish. Jamer with the triple in this one. He continues to impress me. No strikeouts in this one. I thought the approach in this game was really good from Jamer Candelario. I thought the approach from Tucker Barnhart was really good. His one strikeout was 
was a little rough, but even then he worked a couple of balls in there. Um, it, it's just as a team, this the approach at the plate was just so much better than it has been. Jonathan Scope, two for four with two RBIs. Like, it, it's just, it, it looked so much better. It looked so much more professional. It, it, it was it was controlled patience, right? I, I love a good walk. Everybody knows that. But you also have to be aggressive at the balls that you know you can drive. You can't just walk all the time. You can't just hit singles all the time. You can't just go base to base. You got to drive the baseball. And this game was the definition of everybody was patient until they had to be aggressive. And they all nailed it. Everybody looked good at the dish. Everybody. I, I was very, very impressed. Derek Hill even had a couple of long fly balls, even, even though he went over. Beautiful day at the plate for the Tigers. Uh, nine hits, nine base runners, five runs on nine hits. Beauty. Absolute beauty. Let's get into the – let's just do the bullpen really quick right now, and then we'll save Scooby for last. We'll change it up a little bit. Uh, Joe Jimenez looks – really good Joe Jimenez has looked really good all season he had a one like I think we talked about it last week too he had a like a at the end of April I feel like maybe a two or three game stretch where he gave up a run or something or gave given up base runners outside of that this dude has been has been filthy and, and it come has a lot to do with pitch mix and it has a lot to do with tunneling which I guess plays into pitch mix but it, it's forcing fastball and slider and that's it right but it's it, it, it's tunneled so well that if he goes fastball inside, if he even goes fastball outside and then goes slider low and away, it's hard to tell the difference between those. And, and he didn't even get any whiffs in this game, but was getting a lot of called strikes. Seven strikes and 11 pitches for him. Only one ball put in play. Uh, it was kind of ripped, but didn't do any damage. Two strikeouts. It, it was all two strikeouts on no whiffs, man. He, he just had people confused just not even standing there like a house on the side of the road shout out ernie like you know what i mean it, it was just he he you could feel that he was the man on the mound very very impressive performance by joe jimenez and he has been very impressive all year and then another dude that's just been a dog you want to talk about the definition of got that dog in him will best got that dog in him in the minors for five years, gets drafted in the Rule 5 draft by another team, Seattle. Has like a 6 ERA in half a season with Seattle, and they go, you know what, never mind. If you cut someone that's a Rule 5 pick, they go back to their original team. He comes back. He goes to the minors. He starts off. He, he has a decent spring. He makes the team out of camp, and now he is very well trusted within this bullpen. Got that dog in him. What a story. Had a great game in this one as well. Even with the the, the misplay, pretty brutal throw, honestly, by Candelario. And Torkelson was pretty close to scooping that ball too. Uh, but pretty brutal throw there. Even with that, again, a lot of called strikes. Only had one whiff, but only threw 10 pitches. Eight of them were strikes. Just a, a, a master class of a performance by this bullpen yet again continues to be one of the biggest storylines of the year is just this bullpen is nails. And if the offense starts hitting on top of 
a a a bullpen that that can hold leads like that and hold close games you can go to and you can run five six relievers deep and have confidence in in just about all of them that's so dangerous if this offense starts heating up don't sleep baby don't sleep all right let's get into segment three but first i gotta tell y'all about blue nile.com blue nile is the original online jeweler whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry, but having trouble choosing? Well, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, Available via via phone, chat, any way to help find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports, Locked On Tigers also. Listeners are getting $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON+. Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked On Tarek Skubal. I am, of course, your host of Locked On Tarek Skubal, Scott Bentley. You want to talk about a dude that's got that dog in him? Tarek Skubal's got that dog in him. That's why we named the show after him, right? Goodness, what? Man, all the stats that were tweeted out tonight, and he's like, has one of the lowest ERAs through this many starts in a season in the last like 50 years or 60 years of Tigers baseball. He's up there with the name of Justin Verlanders to starts of a season. He's got 215 ERA currently. Also, it would be a 184. If the MLB just didn't, like, two starts after the fact, just decide to give him more earned runs. Let's just not forget that. Like, two, ten days after a start in which he had some unearned runs due to some horrible fielding that we had in April, as we all remember, uh, the, the MLB was like, oh, yeah, by the way, these were earned now. Have fun. Still rocking a 215, but it could be a 184. So, shout out Major League Baseball. Uh, but seven innings, two hits, no runs, no walk. Sorry, no runs, no earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. He had he finished with 103 pitches. He was what was he at 90? Maybe even a little higher. He was in like the low 90s, I think, through six. And we were all like, "Hey, heck of a performance by Scooby. We'll, we'll gladly take it. This dude's the ace of the team. He shoved." And then they sent him out there for seven. And the whole fan base, just electric factory. The whole fan base got so hyped. And uh, and he went out there and shoved. Three base runners, no runs, six strikeouts. He is that dude. And, and he's starting to finally get the recognition in the national media as like, hey, like pitching ninja's been on him for a while because he has nasty stuff. But 
as far as the national media talking about like some of the best pitchers on certain teams or the best pitchers in leagues or divisions or whatever, he's never been a part of those conversations. And he's finally starting to, we're finally starting to see, you know, MLB, the show is a great marketing tool and they're starting to give him like player cards and, and whatnot and, and talk about, you know, roster updates with his overall going up. And um, it, it's just, it's so nice to see. It's so nice to see him finally get some flowers on, on a national stage. The pitch mix in this one is also nutty, which I, I feel like I say that after every Tarek Scoobal start. I feel like I say that after all of them. Like, damn, this dude's pitch mix is whack. Well, that's what makes him crazy good. His pitch mix is elite. Elite pitch mix, Tarek Scoobal. CSW percentage of 31%. Almost one of every three balls he threw was either a called strike or a whiff. CSW, called strike, whiff. Had some people ask me about that and and wanted me to explain a little bit more. So there you go. CSW percentage. The percentage of pitches that were either called strikes or whiffs. Swings and misses. Almost a third of his pitches. That's nice. That's real nice. 13 whiffs in this one. Also really, really solid. 27% whiff percentage if you're looking at the total of 48 swings in this game. The average exit velocity was only 84 miles an hour on top of all of this, you know, strikeout and, and able to pound the zone and get whiffs pretty much whenever he wants to. Every single pitch in this game had a whiff. Forcing fastball, two whiffs. Slider, four whiffs. Sinker, two whiffs. Changeup, four whiffs. On only 14 times thrown. Knuckle curve. A whiff on 10 times thrown. He just. Every pitch was called a strike at least twice as well. So the knuckle curve was not just like. A, oh I'm going to try to get you to chase pitch. He had two called strikes on the knuckle curve. Two on the changeup, Four on the sinker. Four on the slider. Seven on the four seam. Just. Unreal. Like when you look at the CSW percentage by pitch. Every single pitch was 29% or higher. That's incredible. Every pitch was effective. Every pitch was working. 84 mile an hour average exit velo. Every pitch was was able to get soft contact. He's just so damn good. And what makes him good is is we talked about, I don't remember when, I, I think a couple of weeks ago. Now, I think it was after a brisky start. We were talking about, there are, are different levels to each pitch. There are pitches that can make you swing and, and look stupid because of, of how, you know, the ball's two feet outside and you make the hitter swing. You have pitches that can make you swing and miss, but, you know, you, you don't look ridiculous doing it. There are pitches that miss barrels but not bats, and there are pitches that just are flat and hit barrels. Tarek Skubal can do any of them if he so pleases and that's what makes him so effective he has a nasty enough stuff to get a whiff whenever he wants I know his whiff percentage is only around like 50 50th percentile amongst like all pitchers that's that's I don't want to say it's entirely by choice because like obviously if you could just get three whiffs in a row every time then like there you go that then you'd just be a perfect pitcher but for, for sake of argument, he can get a whiff almost whenever he wants. He has the stuff. He has the pitch mix. He throws through 103 pitches. 
he, he threw every pitch at least 10 times and no pitch more than 31 times. That's an unbelievable pitch mix. That's nutty to just be able to, to 21 sinker, 27 slider, 31 four seam, 14 change up, 10 knuckle curve. Like, like to just have that in your bag and, and all of them are nasty enough to get a decent amount of whiffs if he wants to. So to have that in your back pocket, but also realize if I want to go deeper into games, I'm going to have to let them get themselves out. I can get a quick inning like he did in the seventh where I know, hey, my pitch count is high. I just want to keep the score down, miss barrels, and just get people out. And that's exactly what he did. It's It takes such a skilled pitcher to be able to just beat you however they want to beat you, to be in complete control like that. And that is what Tarek Skubal has been from start one to, to yesterday's start. He can get you out any way you, he wants to get you out. And obviously the execution does not work every time or else again, he would just be a perfect pitcher, but his attack and his approach can change with the seasons, baby. And he can get you out in all four. He he's him. He's unbelievable. And he's only going to continue to get better. And I can't wait to be a part of it. Okay. I think that's everything I got for you. Heck of a show. Heck of a show today. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, check out Lockdown MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Following the biggest storylines from around the league, follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. Um, quick other news and notes that we're going to knock out really quick here before we send you on your way. Um, Austin Meadows and Riley Green, both starting for Toledo, both beginning their rehab assignments. Um, that's phenomenal news. And, and Meadows made it through the entire game. We didn't have any craziness. Uh, Riley, both of them made it for as long as they wanted to play. It, it was, it Great news. Great news. Also, heck of a lineup down there in Toledo. I'm pretty sure the top three was Zach Short, Austin Meadows, Riley Green. It's not a bad top three. And then, like, Brennan Davis is somewhere mixed in there. Uh, Trace Thompson's mixed in there. It's not not a not a bad lineup. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty damn solid lineup for a AAA ball club. Um, so, that's all good news. Uh, Mize, we already talked about going to the 60. Um, I think that, I guess that might've been it. Let's go win four or five from the division leaders. Why not? Why not? Tell me why not? You can't. Why not? It's going to be Chris Archer against Alex Fiedo. Fiedo goes into the game with a three ERA. Why not, baby? Let's go win four or five from Minnesota. Uh, let's go win seven of our last nine. And you know what? If we don't, we still got a series win. It's still six of our last nine. That's really nice. Let's do it, baby. Let's keep the hot streak rolling. Uh, day game. And then I believe then we play New York. No one said it was going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 in New York, too, starting on Friday. Um, let's have some fun. Let's go win some ball games. Let's go to New York hot. Peace and love. 
Going to therapy is dope. And I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.